Welcome to Jared's shop. May I take your order for a username and password? The sign says Jared's shop. It said nothing about usernames and passwords. Yes, sir. Usernames, passwords, credit card information, all sorts of breach data. You name it, you've got it here at Jared's shop. Well, that sounds lovely, but I really only wanted to pick up a USB drive. Well, sorry, sir, but the USB drives come with all sorts of data, all for sale right here, right now. At the asking price of at least $100. Well, USB drives start at least at 10 bucks. I need a USB drive so that I can store some data on it of my own, such as audio book files from the library, maybe some backups of some other stuff. And if need be, I'd like to be able to send some stuff to some people and they only have the capacity of receiving them through flash drives. So I need blank ones. Well, sorry, sir. But we don't have any blank flash drives here. If we did, whatever you wanted from usernames, passwords, and more can be put on these drives, but at a premium cost. Sorry, sir. I'm not interested in that. I'll just have to find another shop. Welcome to the security box. The security box with Jerry Everybody. Welcome to podcast number eight of the Security Box. On this edition of the Security Box, we've got commentary from last week. I'm going to introduce a telephone number which people should take down if they would like to leave voicemail. It's important that we allow people to leave voicemail, but sadly, there's only one system left and it's still operational. What do you think when you think about a set-top box? Do you think it's just a box that sits on your console, gets the TV signal, and minds its own business? According to research, not so much. You can now have vulnerabilities in these boxes, and several models are at risk. 
and the company doesn't want to fix it. Oh boy. I found this article through Twitter and we'll have a good time with it. Sean Everest, a contributor of the technology podcast, sent me an article from stuff.co.nz, which I later also saw on my Twitter feed in regards to the New Zealand Stock Exchange. It recently had a denial of service attack on the stock exchange, which meant they could not trade for a number of days. The security teams got to work and got them up and running, but boy, nothing is safe anymore. In the podcast segments world, we've got Michael in Tennessee that comes on the program and talks about a wide range of things from last podcast and even some things that may be a little old but may be coming back including scareware and the reminders of updating software and yes we still have a problem with agencies and even some consumers in some places not updating their software when patches come out. We'll also have news, notes, and a whole lot more. Stay tuned. The security box is full and we get started right now. This is the Independent Artist Channel as part of 98.6 The Mix, KKMX International. Morning, everybody. Welcome to the security box. We're going to get started right away with announcements. Next Wednesday, I actually have a scheduled meeting at two o'clock. So next week's program Next week's program is going to be next Tuesday at this time 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. US Pacific time I have meetings Wednesday, I have meetings Thursday, and I have an afternoon meeting Friday. It's been confirmed for Friday. So next week, we will be on the air next Tuesday for the security box. Skype changed the way that the voicemail worked. And we've got several questions and comments that we're going to get to in a moment. Due to this problem that recently developed where Skype is cutting people off after two minutes, 
I'm going to give out a phone number right now, which you will need to give, which you will need to take down, and I'll be giving that phone number throughout the program, starting with this week's program. If you're an international caller, long-distance charges apply. If you wish to leave me a voice message and you're an international caller, it would be best for you to use WhatsApp and use the phone number 804-442-6975. And you can leave me voice messages there. And if you want them aired, I can have them saved and converted. If you're in the United States, please take down the following information and have it for safekeeping. And I'll be repeating it throughout the program. The telephone number is 641-715-3800. When the system answers, you're going to enter an extension number. The number is 9696709. Follow that by the pound key. When that answers, just follow the prompts to leave a voice message in the voice mailbox. Again, the telephone number is 641-715-3800. When the system answers, dial the extension 9696709. The telephone line for Skype is open, but I'm not taking calls at the moment. We've got a packed show. Let's start with commentary. Good afternoon, folks. I have some comments as far as the dark web are concerned. First of all, I uh, never heard of it. I mean, I knew about it, but I don't even know how to access it. So my question then is this. Most people don't know how to access it, so what type of flawed software do you need to do so? I mean, you know, how easy is it to access the dark web? Just curious. Uh, I will tune in next week on time uh, to see if uh, this is discussed, but this is very interesting as far as dark web stuff and actually I have a concern because like you're saying the dark web is full of personal people's personal information and I just want to know how uh, a regular person can turn criminal and access it when you can't access it with a regular with a regular uh, web uh, client like you know, how the hell do they find these uh, these uh, like web hosting things like Explorer and uh, Chrome, to name a few? How do they even find those to access the dark side of the web? Take care, folks. I'll be around. The- Bye. All right. 
that wasn't the way that was supposed to go. Um, okay, so the dark web. The dark web is basically uh, inaccessible to us. The only way to access the dark web is through the Tor browser, otherwise known as the Onion Router browser. I don't have any information other than that. I do know somebody that has accessed it. You have to know the web pages. They are not your typical web address. <clears throat> they are random letter number <coughs> sequences ending in dot onion. <coughs> and uh, I don't believe there is a search engine for it. So again, search the onion router. Um, I can't help you any further than that. For those who are blind and visually impaired, my contact who was talking about it through Livewire, you know, just in, in random discussion of technology stuff, indicated that it was accessible with screen reading technology. Hello, it's me again. <laughs> uh, this <clears throat> broadcast from this last Wednesday. Today is the 29th, I believe, of August. It's Saturday. And I did not catch it on Wednesday, so I'm listening to it now. And I had some comments regarding the Experian breach, etc. Um, and um, I'm just I I I've learned of other um, sites also that um, collect uh, uh, tons of uh, data for you know people to supposedly keep them safe. But do they all have to follow the same protocol? Do you think that they should have to follow that, that if they don't follow the same protocol? Because I know, like, things like, like I don't know, LifeLock. Ever heard of that? <laughs> they have a financial compensation if your uh, if 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 your information gets out there and you get your identity compromised. Shouldn't they all have to follow the same rules and offer the same type of compensation if your information gets breached, especially sensitive information? Something to think about. Adios. I'm not too clear on this message. What? What type of protocol are we talking about here? Um, LifeLock also got breached, I believe. Uh, it'll have to be looked up. I'm not... Something tells me that they were targeted as well. Um, and what really made it worse was that this guy went around <clears throat> in commercials for LifeLock spouting off his social security number and he got targeted. Uh, 
I don't know what security protocols you're looking at. This doesn't make any... This this message doesn't really make any sense to me. Um, what I do is I back it up using Dropbox. They're not public links. And I've never had a problem. Yes, Dropbox had a data breach. I'm not saying that that, that they didn't. But no files were ever taken no, nothing in your account was ever taken from that particular breach so I don't really understand what you mean by protocols the problem is is that they store them in these databases and they don't have the proper security measures such as password protections and so forth we really don't know the extent of a lot of these breaches because none of them are really covered. They just tell us they were breached and <coughs> they have fixed the problem, but they really don't tell us what they found and what they did to correct the problem. Slide to answer. The security box. Hello, you can put me on air because I'm gonna clarify this one. Well, call the call the other number. It'll be better cleared. The 921 number. Okay. All right, bye. And call. Bye. All right, we're going to get this clarified. Um So, uh Hopefully the uh call will come in very shortly here. Um, so that is, that is where we are. You've got the security box, 818-921-4976 is the live phone number to be put on air. Um, if you would like to be put on air. Um, in the meantime, I've got plenty of other topics, as I said. Um, it's better to call the Skype number. It didn't work. Ah. Now I don't have speech. That's nice. Uh, computer? Are you serious? I don't have speech. That's nice. All right, caller, try it again. Uh... I don't know what's I don't know what's going on. I'm having I think I just lost speech. <laughs> All right, let's see. Let's do this this way. Oh, now you're talking. All right, caller, try it again, please. 
All right, caller. <clears throat> Sorry for the technical problems. Please. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, hold on. <laughs> Excuse me. I apologize for hacking. Um. Okay. Now. <laughs> Nowhere safe, folks. Not even life lock. Thank you very much. And what I was saying was that apparently they have like a one million dollar guarantee. They do. That if you get compromised, they will pay your ass and they will help you fix the problem. That's they're, what I'm talking about. Yeah. I think that all of these agencies, or uh, not agencies, I'm sorry, <clears throat> websites that are supposed to uh, keep you safe, if they collect any information, I think that they all should have that kind of a guarantee. Maybe not the, the same amount of money, because a million is a lot of money. For them to mess up and then have to pay out. But I'm thinking that all of these similar sites that are supposed to protect you from theft like that ought to carry some kind of financial reward if they fuck up. Excuse my French. That's what I'm talking about. I was wondering if don't they all have to do that? They don't have to do anything. Um... In fact, most companies don't. They all they write is that they that our is that our information will not be shared unless it's according to their policies. There's nothing in writing saying they have to pay anything for anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, LifeLock is the only one, and um, even the guy. As I said, who went in? You know, went in commercials, giving out his social. He got he got targeted, and so. Well, you dumbass! You don't do that even if you blindly trust an agency like that. <clears throat> I mean, go do a search and let us know if. LifeLock got breached. I, I somehow I remember their name and the deluge of of breaches that have been out through the years. But their name definitely sounds familiar as either the person who was involved in the commercials getting targeted or the entire company. But I'm I don't remember the 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 details. So it's something that needs to be researched. Okay. Uh, I mean, all I'm saying is that. Um, they all should have to pay a certain amount of compensation. Well, then, I, then I'm on quite a bit crazy? then because Adobe got breached in 2013, and I was forced to sign up for an account when something with Adobe told me to sign up. I've never used the account. There's no credit card information on that account. <clears throat> and then, of course, Dropbox got breached in 2016, but yet. None of our, you know, files or data were taken. Just usernames and hashed passwords. So I'm owed quite a bit of money if that's the case. But yet I have to pay Dropbox. <laughs> that, that that don't make no damn sense. 
Uh, and then I was I was doing some research and there there was a 2019 breach. I don't even know the company. It's some monitor company or something, according to the notifications I was seeing somewhere in regards to my own email address. <coughs> and uh, I don't know anything about them. Never got notified from them about the breach. Uh, never saw anything from that breach. And uh, I don't know anything about them. I don't remember the company name offhand, but I'd have to go into my monitor over at monitor.firefox.com and see if I could pull that up. But it it was a breach that was never disclosed. I don't know anything about it, and yet my email address was showing as being part of that breach. Okay, well, let let me give you guys some live food to ponder here. Let's say that you really needed to know something, okay? You really needed to know something because it was going to impact your life in a very severe way, either way it went, okay? Nobody tells you shit about this something that, you know, not knowing can, I don't know, what's the word here? Nobody tells you shit. Then you find out a few days later. And you're pissed because nobody in your family told you about it, or not necessarily family, but whoever was supposed to keep you informed for reasons that you had of your own didn't tell you anything. I mean, come on now, folks. You would want to know. So think about that. If you're going to keep keep breaches and shit from people, it's the same type of thing. If somebody's running around with my identity, you better as hell believe I want to know about it. And I want to know about it as soon as the company finds out about it. Otherwise, there'll be problems. You know what I'm... I mean, just think about that, folks. Those of you who may be listening from those agencies that keep us in the dark, you're not doing us a favor. You're making it worse. Have a good day, folks. Adios. I have to go cool down. Bye. Good afternoon. This is what the 15th time I've called in this afternoon on a beautiful Saturday afternoon regarding Wednesday, this previous Wednesday's uh, security box. One thing that you had said a few minutes ago was about some kind of, I don't know, I didn't understand exactly, but you said voice printing? I'll tell you why that's not secure. Voice printing is not secure because anybody can use technology such as uh, recording devices record themselves in their regular voices, saying whatever, 
And then if they have a recording of the victim, well, we'll call them a victim in this right now, but um, say they have a recording of the victim speaking and saying something. Well, so they can manipulate their devices if they're smart enough and know how to do it. They can manipulate their devices to mimic the voice of the victim. So voice tagging or whatever it's called uh, is not as secure as a fingerprint. At least a fingerprint cannot be forged as easily if there is a way to forge it. Uh, I'm pretty sure they'll come up with a way to forge fingerprints at some point in the future, but I guess for now, we don't have to worry about that one. Maybe it's just a Hollywood thing. But um, I just thought I would let you know that um, they... Okay, what is the um, limit on these? But anyway, what I was saying was that the person trying to pretend to be the victim does not even have to contort their own voice because they can use software and uh, electronics to literally sound like and imitate the voice of the victim. So um, right now the only thing that is as secure as a fingerprint is only a fingerprint. Otherwise, everything else can get screwed with. Something to think about, people. Adios. Yep, that's probably why it's not... It's uh, why it's not uh, widely used. Uh, there is a company that I... Uh, the, the OPM folks, uh, you signed up with them. Uh, I believe they... When you call in, they do a voice print match you say something and then if you hear that back you verify that's you that's that's how it works it's not with it's not through recording devices last set of comments which were three files into one through skype hello it's me again (laughs) i know your box is probably way full but i had one other um Bit of commentary about phone lines, which by the by the way, they're um, they're buried way deep in my past now. I don't do that anymore. Um, it was fun in the beginning, but um, you know, then you realize actually um, having an account on a phone line for a while, like I did, uh, opened my eyes to see. Uh, different aspects of, uh, the types of people that are out in this world. Some of them were a little creepy. Um, and some of them were, I'm pretty sure, pretty nice individuals. Um, but so, uh, you know, it, it, it ended up keeping me up at night. Therefore, you know, and I just, I got too busy for the phone lines. I likened the phone lines to a live Days of Our Lives episode that you just never knew what direction anything was going to go in. 
but um I miss it sometimes, but I'm glad I don't I don't socialize over there anymore. Um it is a an, an avenue that I could use to put my poetry and my name out there, but I don't really want to. Um because there are creepy people on the phone lines, there are smart people on the phone lines, there are mischievous people on the phone lines. You just have to be careful everywhere. Okay, as I was saying, and this thing cut me off, I don't know. I'm pretty sure I didn't ramble long long term, but I'm saying that um there are times that I miss the phone lines, but I'm overall grateful and thankful that I don't associate with them anymore because of the drama. It's associated with uh live days of our lives episodes that everybody takes a part in a character in it so i used to call it for an entertainment purposes as much as for um you know reaching out to people but i don't do it anymore because i'm just too busy and you know i'd rather make drama of my own instead of feeding off of other people's possibly negative, mean uh, drama. So I personally choose not to associate on the phone lines. But um, overall, it has being on phone lines in the past has opened my eyes to the types of people that are in this world and how you can't trust a lot of them. Like we used to say, and I still do, it's called trust no one, even if you think your best friend is on the phone line. Everybody needs to be weary, especially now in these, this day and age. So if you want to do phone line chatting, that's cool. I ain't got no problem with it. That's your prerogative. But um, I just, I don't find it of value anymore. Um, now, that's not to be confused with saying that the people on it aren't valuable. All I'm saying, people, is that you got to be careful out there because a phone line is a small portrait of the different people that are out in the world, and not all of them are your friends, so everybody beware. And take care of yourselves the best you can. Do not give out personal information on these phone lines. Just don't do it. Give yourself an alias if you have to. Uh, but nothing is safe anymore in the hands of people you don't know. And um, I think I'll stop my tirade now. So everybody have a good day. Stay safe and stay well in the pandemic and wherever you happen to be. Adios, for now. All right, thanks for the comments. Uh, let's go ahead and move on. I don't. I'm not gonna. I'll wait until we schedule Michael from Indiana for a future podcast talking about the phone lines. It is a. It is a very sad time now. Um, a lot of lines are are practically going down now. Everybody's moving over to Livewire, where a lot of what was seen 
actually isn't tolerated over there. It's it's a great line to be on. Um, there's no there's no bullshit over there. Um, there may be trashing on one board which is designated for it, but other than that, um, there's no giving out of personal information on that line. They really frown on that. I can tell you. Um, I mean, my full name's out there anyway. People can go look that up. But so I can't hide. But using an alias is is definitely good. I try to you know get my content out. My content I use my name because that's my website. So I can't quite hide that. That you know my email address Jared Reimer at nine eight six themics dot com. I mean that's my name. There's nothing I can do about it. I don't I don't have other addresses to use. I, I don't work that way. Um, but most people who call the phone lines don't have anything. Um, but thank you so much for the comments. If you would like to leave comments on anything, please dial 641-715-3800. And when it answers, dial extension 96 96709. TikTok seems to be the big bad news now. Um, apparently, uh, Scott Schober was on a program talking about the potential sale of TikTok. But before that, there's an article on the blog that also has uh, the an interview with a guy actually stating quote we don't sell and we don't give out personal information or we don't sell information and we don't have any business in China and ByteDance is completely utterly different and uh, you know they may have a similar app but you know we're a US based company we've got servers elsewhere but you know, we don't share anything with China. Uh, the article on the blog um, I'm going to go look up real quick. The blog is technology.jaredreimer.net technology.jaredreimer.net um, The article is entitled can you believe this? TikTok pleads it case its case in an interview. And the uh, article is entitled Security Bo- uh, TikTok Security Boss Makes His Case Carefully. The guy's name is Roland Cloutier. Of course, uh, apparently he's the security officer of this company, and he goes on and, and talks about how um, the information they have they don't give to anybody for any reason, unless there's a real good reason for it. Well, if they're based in the U.S., then why do you uh, have? your nose in North Korea 
where they got you for a COPA violation. That's just absolutely wrong. Who's telling the truth here? Is this interview telling the truth? Or is the media telling the truth? I'm about to play you a five-minute piece <clears throat> from Scott Schober's uh, page. It's a video that was uploaded yesterday where he was on in regards to the sale of TikTok. So I want to start with your reaction to Maya's resignation as CEO of TikTok. Well, I'm not absolutely surprised about it. We'll wait. We'll wait on that. Caller, uh, go ahead and then we'll play the video. Okay. First of all, number one, I am very skeptical of the media. And I seriously doubt that any media, especially the news, is at all truthful with any of us. They obviously have something to hide. Because if they did not, then news of breaches, etc., just to come up with an example, we would know about them right away. However, they wait for months and sometimes years to tell us about things like that. That's up to the company. So, I no, I know, but I'm saying the news does not spit it out as soon as they get it. They make you think they do, but they don't. Well, case in point, the other week... They chew on it and... Uh-huh, the go other ahead. Week, they, I was actually on KNX for something else, and they talked about that breach that I covered through CyberScoop, or was it Krebs? You know, weeks earlier. You know, That's my point. They take and, in and the news. And, and CyberScoop. Yeah. You know, we wouldn't be getting anywhere because I'm the only one that really covers this stuff. And that's because I have sources that give it to me. Yeah, but see, you shouldn't have to do that. That's what the hell the media is supposed to do. And they haven't done their job in, I don't even remember when they stopped doing it. They've never so covered. They, I would, they, they've I, never. Oh, well, well for, first of all, they don't. There's so much world news, which really shouldn't be covered anyway. They spend so much time on that that they don't cover the technology news. It's up to the you know. There's there there is technology news on Yahoo News. There's technology news on MSNBC. There's technology news. There's technology on, news on, everywhere, sweetheart. But they, but it's not. I mean, I've read some of it, and it's weeks, if not months, old. Yeah, unless, and we need to know this shit right away. Unless not six months later. Unless they're doing a teardown of a of a piece of hardware that's about to come out, like the new phones or any of that, then CNET and some of the reputable companies that get their hands on these on this stuff ahead of time, um, uh, they, they, they will um, 
write up articles about what's inside and, and tear things apart. But, you know, in, in regards to breaches and things, you know, they pick it up off of sites like Krebs and CyberScoop and others that report on these things. And then, the, and then they'll start writing articles. But by the time some of them get them, it's several weeks already. It's several weeks already. And that is not a, that 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 is that is not um, acceptable. Because, excuse me, but w- since when is the new phone more important than your security on the internet? I don't give a shit about the new phones that come out. Number one, they're too expensive, so I can't afford to buy one anyway. I'd rather hear about the other stuff that directly affects a a portion of my life rather than the stupid new iPhone whatever the hell that's coming out. But you don't even hear about that. You don't even hear about that on the news. You you have to go (laughs) to specific sites for that. They won't cover that on your uh-huh. on your standard news. They'll tell you when the I've phones are out. I've heard it a couple times. They'll tell you when the phones are out, but they they'll take five minutes to tell you when the phones are out, where you can get them. But as far as <coughs> when your security online and elsewhere is compromised, they don't Two spit months. it out right away. Two months. For they that. figure. They 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 figure. They they figure okay I'm gonna chew on this and I'm gonna see where I can lie about this shit before I send it straight out after I spice it up. It's all about drama. That's why I don't turn on the y'all news. Sh- and I don't you, y'all sh- y'all should not y'all should not be spicing up news. News is news, and we all deserve to see it or hear it or receive it with no spicers. <laughs> Excuse me. Well, that's why. I mean, seriously, this is one is reason hot. that I don't I don't watch the news because half of the shit is bullshit. Yeah. So, hello, maybe if they stop receiving Ratings, they'll start telling us the truth. If they even care. Whatever. I'm done ranting for now. Adios. Adios. Let's play the unbiased interview from Scott Schober with your reaction to Maya's resignation as CEO of TikTok. Well, I'm not absolutely surprised about it. If you think about TikTok... You know what? This thing is low. Hold on a minute. I need to do something with this file. This is too low. I can't... I can't hear this. Uh... Here it is. Let me turn this up. This is awful. I can't hear it. If I can't hear it, you all can't hear it. This won't take very long.
Um, give me a second here, folks. to Maya's resignation as CEO of TikTok. Well, I'm not absolutely surprised about it. If you think about TikTok, it's a global phenomenon. The, the company has got rocket growth just over the past two years or so. They're the fastest social app growth ever. And they're estimating about a, a $50 billion valuation right now. More than that of Uber, if we can even believe that. that. That's amazing. But if you think about it, Kevin really came in to handle this global expansion. But now if they take the company TikTok and they break off the, the, to a U.S. part in Canada, it's really not a global company anymore, and, and his role doesn't exactly fit. So I'm not surprised of him kind of stepping down and, and leaving TikTok at this point. Now, we saw that, according to him, he was saying that he was sort of pushed out or not included in the negotiation. So if the CEO of the company was being forced to sell his assets and that was not part of the negotiations, then who is part of the negotiations? Yeah, it's a good point. It was kind of strange there, but then again, I think what happened is when this first started coming out, uh, he didn't take aggressive action right away. He was very defensive. He was saying, hey, there's no security concerns. There's not this. There's not that. Uh, when there really was some concerns there, there was some things that were specifically noted that were discovered. Uh, for example, uh, one security concern was that the clipboard could be actually viewed. And, and that was a concern. They made a quick fix and they, and they took that out and some other adjustments they had to make. So there were some security concerns, just like all apps. They weren't that much different than other apps where they're geo-tracked and they know where you are and things like that. Uh, so it was a bit, bit confusing exactly how it played out. If he was a little more aggressive and said, hey, we've got some problems, we had to address these immediately, maybe he would have been part of the further negotiations. But it was, it was too little too late and he wasn't even included in any of those. Now, he did cite that U.S.-China relations as one of, if not the reason, for his resignation. What does that really tell us about the state of relationships between the two countries, especially when it comes to tech? Uh, it, it is very murky right now. I mean, we look at many examples of companies that are Chinese-owned companies, such as TikTok. Uh, I compare it maybe to Huawei. Huawei's a perfect example there. There's a lot of sanctions against Huawei. They've been banned from the U.S. Now we see things changing in the United Kingdom. So there's a lot of pressure from the Trump administration pushing back on Chinese companies. And, and again, they're pointing toward uh, IP intellectual property theft and other things like that that they're claiming their espionage that the Chinese government could potentially do. There's not exactly a lot of proof in these areas, but potentially it could be there. So they're kind of blackballing and banning these Chinese companies. And TikTok is a perfect example of that exact same thing happening. And that, too, may have caused a lot of the turmoil and some of the reasons for him to say, hey, this is too political at this point. I've got to get out of here and move on.
And it's interesting because he was brought on because of concerns that they were yeah. having in the U.S. But then you have now Vanessa Pappas who's taking over the U.S. operations of TikTok. What are your thoughts on her and what she brings to the table at this point? Actually, I think she's probably looking at the bigger picture. She's been there a number of years. She's Australian. Uh, she's got a, a, a more of a public face with TikTok, often in all the press briefings. You'll see her there. You'll see her as a face behind the company. And she really understands it. And her background is coming from YouTube on, on the video side. And that's really what TikTok's expertise is. Videos, but just short 15-second clips. So it's a much better fit and face for the company going forward, at least at this interim state, unless they try to get another CEO in, depending upon who buys the company. So speaking of that, all the companies that are vying for TikTok, who do you think is best positioned, not just in terms of their chances, but also the overall benefit to their broader business? Well, I think that the companies now vying for him, certainly Oracle, and Oracle's CEO actually is a very pro-Trump and a Trump supporter, so I see a clear connection there. I don't see necessarily a good business fit, per se, whereas I look at the combination of micro... Uh, I think is very powerful and they really want to have a more consumer play. Right now, Microsoft is not thought of as a consumer company other than its Xbox division. Now, you, you mate that with Walmart. Walmart is competing fiercely with Amazon in the e-commerce space. So you got a perfect fit, in my opinion, with Microsoft and Walmart if they were to acquire U.S. operations, they could really develop that and take it to the next level and grow both of their consumer businesses uh, rapidly. Well, certainly a lot of takers for TikTok. Thank you so much. Scott Schober there, Thanks. CEO of Berkeley Varitronic Systems and author of Cybersecurity is Everybody's Business. <laughs>
DVB T2 set-top boxes to botnets August 27th was when the article was written and Avast researchers Avast is a is an antivirus company and uh There are multiple vulnerabilities You only have a TV tuner and an output device but more of them now allow you to be uh, used The article names them The Thompson THT741 and Philips DTR3502 BFTA I don't know much about these but there's a series of vulnerabilities that could be exploited to inject malware and create botnets of set-top boxes. They could tamper, tamper with the content displayed to the user through applications on the device, through unencrypted communications. They could show the user a ransomware message telling them their TV has been hijacked and the ransom would be to free the device. And there's a DNS hijack attack that is more than likely going on. It probably, I mean, it, it, it probably isn't going on now, but they could move this type of attack to these boxes. And there could then become a persistent connection to the box, which a reset back to factory defaults won't fix. So the files left to the unsaid directory would be untouched during the reset process. And the firmware has a wget utility which would allow you to get things off the internet such as malicious binaries through a service called 
Telnet. Telnet was used to deliver content from the web in DOS. This is a big time problem. And I'm glad researchers are finding this before the actors do. Because the actors could take control and there's no way that they're ever going to let go of that if they ever find out that. According to the article, the researchers downloaded Mirai. Mirai has been talked about on the technology blog and through the technology podcast for a while. So they were able to download a version of this to the set-top box. Mirai then closed the Telnet connection and started scanning for other devices as it is instructed to do because it wants to be the only one out there to infect things. The article recommends not to use network settings. Quote, do not use your set-top box's network functionality unless it's absolutely necessary. You're probably better off checking the weather forecast in the news on another device, not through your set-top box. This is the first time I've ever heard a set-top box even being connected to the internet. You can scan your devices for open ports using services like Shields Up from GRC at grc.com. UPnP should also be checked and port forwarding configuration unless they're absolutely necessary. Two CVE identifiers, which is the, co the common vulnerability um, exchange, they were given numbers for the discovered vulnerabilities. 2020-011617, which affects RSS on Thompson. 2.2.1 and Philips DTR DVBT2 2.2.1 The issues remain unpatched even after the researchers contacted the affected companies. And Thompson never replied and Philips said we're not fixing that. That's the bulk of the article, and you can read the entire article once the show notes become available on the blog. You've got the independent channel on 98.6 The Mix. This is the security box. If you're listening to this on the podcast and you wish to comment, please call 641-715-3800. 
And when the system answers, uh, dial 9696709. If you're international, it's best for you to use WhatsApp and use my phone number, 804-442-6975. And if you're on live, call me up at 818-921-4976. It's unfortunate. I mean, everything is coming online. Your refrigerator, your stove, your li your lights. Why the hell are your why the hell are your light bulbs coming online? And why does a set-top box need to be online? Let alone your digital video recorder. Why does it have to be online? Well, the only way the DVR could f you know, record shows would be to connect to your Wi-Fi and get that data from your provider. That's fine by me. But uh, beyond that, it shouldn't be doing anything else. I, I, I just don't understand what is going on there. Uh, it, it's unfortunate. Um, I'm glad the researchers found this because uh, it could be quite interesting if your TV gets owned and you have no idea how. Let's go ahead and tech check text messages. Messages, six minutes ago, Jennifer Martinez. Messages, two unread messages. Jennifer Martinez, Jennifer I've Martinez. got two here. Jennifer Martinez, Avast is on my PC. Ellipsis, and I don't know how they got there. 11, 56. Avast got on my PC, I don't know how they got there. Probably installed at the factory. Avast is an antivirus program. It is, it is one of the top ones out there. It's perfectly fine. Uh, they're an antivirus company. That's the one I wanted to use when I got hit with scareware uh, when I first got this machine. I wanted either AVG or Avast and I searched for AVG and got burned. Jennifer Martinez, do you suggest removal? I don't suggest removal of Avast. It's it's comparable. If it scans your computer and your computer's fine, then I I would be fine. Avast again is an antivirus company. Um, they do anti. They, they have uh, if that thing is up to date, I would leave it. Um, that in in combination with Microsoft Security Essentials or Windows Defender would, is perfectly fine. You've got the security box. I am Jared Reimer. Let's go ahead, close the phone lines for several minutes, and catch you up on news, notes, and commentary on the security landscape. landscape hope September is a little bit better than August has been 
in regards to this landscape it seems as though we have really had a hard time while we're on only the eighth episode it seems as though we've got quite a lot still to talk about let's get started TikTok was recently interviewed on a CyberScoop article. Can you believe what they have to say? Quote, We're secure as we can be. We don't share data with China. In fact, the article indicates that ByteDance, the Chinese company, is a completely separate entity from the troubled TikTok company. It might have similar features, they said in the interview, but completely different. I would suggest reading the article in full, if not reading the interview, which was directly taken from the article on the blog. Some North Korea news is coming out. One from the DHS, which is looking into North Korea's hacking. And we also have an article here about fast cash. Apparently, they are taking money from ATMs but the U.S. CERT is alerting us to this. North Korea Beagle Boys are, rob are robbing banks. AA-2239A in their series of alerts to their customers. Also in an article, the Department of Justice is looking to crack down on North Korea turns out North Korea is utilizing the Chinese people to do their handiwork, meaning that the government of North Korea is paying people to do their dirty work. I've decided to delete older content that I intended to cover, but never really got around to it. But one article that I did publish talked about a social media right-wing website called All Social. Apparently, there was a breach, but nobody knows anything about it, or the company. What an interesting story this was. Maybe not in the security landscape per se, but you never know what could have really happened to this right wing, left wing, whatever wing website this was supposed to represent. This week in the security landscape is an article that I published on the blog talking about various things that I have found of interest. Taking from this week in security news, I decided to write a similar blog post in regards to it. 
Microsoft put off fixing zero day flaw for two years is one of many things that is mentioned in the security landscape but yet holy crap you still gotta wonder why Microsoft is taking so long to fix bugs but yet we're in an onslaught of bugs as of late I wonder how many other bugs they've decided they're gonna fix that are years and years and years old We know that working from home is the new normal now. But I don't understand this at all on how you can get away with not patching bugs that are out in the wild. Autodesk was targeted as having some problems that recently got fixed uh, in regards to a cyber espionage problem. Check out This Week in Security News, which talks also about a partnership between Trend Micro and another company for open source flaws. Krebs on Security has been busy with various articles as of late. And right now, there are multiple articles dealing with hacked accounts. One of them is an email provider called Sendred. They were under siege for a distributed denial of service attack. And their customers are not too happy, especially when this company has been whitelisted because of how popular they are as an email provider. I'm sure that'll change. Also on Krebs on Security, a two-part article dealing with a very interesting story, but yet maybe something in the good news category. A cyber criminal that decided to go on the good side now. And the two-part article talked about how the guy really felt when he found out that what he was doing was hurting a lot of people. Lee Bachman is a contributor to LastPass, and this article in this list is fighting identity on the question on why people want to take identity from others. Some of the bullet points include opening new credit cards, charge purchases to existing cards, taking out auto loans, claiming your tax refunds, and opening new cell phone accounts to boot. For the entire This Week in Security News, please feel free to check out the blog at technology.jaredreimer.net.
New Zealand had a bout of it with a denial of service attack. The New Zealand Stock Exchange was targeted. Sean Everest sent me an article from the stuff.co.nz website, and I also saw it on my Twitter. The cybersecurity folks in New Zealand were able to have it dealt with, brought it all back online, and I hope we learn more on who did it and whether they can get charged. Have something in the news that you want covered? Send me a link. My email address is J-A-R-E-D-R-I-M-E-R at 986themix.com. Please feel free to send those emails and I'll be taking a look. You can also use that address even if you're listening on the podcast thanks to the technology blog and podcast you don't necessarily have to use my tech address unless you want to. That completes news notes for this week. Thanks so much for listening. This is the Security Box Podcast number eight. You've got the independent artist channel of 98.6 The Mix. I am Jared Reimer. <clears throat> Welcome aboard to the Security Box. Lots of news there. The New Zealand exchange was going to be a topic. I covered that a little bit. It was a a severe denial, distributed denial of service attack, DDOS. It was down for four consecutive days. It was knocked offline at 9.45 on Friday. This was prior to that article. Then it was up four hours later, but then it went down. This went on for many days, four of them actually. They have a government security bureau in New Zealand that helped them get back online. I will have this article as part of the show notes. When the podcast becomes available later this afternoon, it's unfortunate that that particular happened, but the denial of service attacks are one of many things that go on on a regular basis now on the internet, and it's not hard to do. You just send a website a bunch of packets, and it's going to be so much data that it can't respond to it all, and the website just goes offline. That's what these, what these attacks are. So, it's definitely unfortunate. If you would like to call in in regards to talking about any of the news notes items, um, we don't have a whole lot of time left because I still have one large 
segments, but I will allow some comments now if you would like to call in and and do it because Michael in Tennessee is going to be coming along. He's got a lot of of various topics that um, he wanted to uh, talk about. Uh, a lot of it was uh, in comments also from last week, but he also talks about some other stuff that you might be seeing nowadays that you probably haven't seen in a long time. You know, I just got another text message uh, saying something to similar of, hey, Loretta, uh, you're, you know, there's something wrong with your, you know, prescription. Um, you know, click on this link and it goes to this weird looking domain that has a news like article on CBD. You know, this whole ordeal of, you know, being healthy by using CBD. I, I, you know, my goal is not to tell you what you should do with yourself, but um, that's what I was getting. And these types of things are going on all the time now. Uh, I've gotten the phone call saying that my phone number uh, was chosen to stay at, at Hilton from all kinds of area codes and phone numbers. You know, they're starting to pick up in, in, in pieces. So there, there's a lot of information that Michael in Tennessee is going to talk about. The phone lines won't be open during this talk because this was pre-taped. Um, he wanted to do it. He hasn't been feeling the greatest. Uh, he intended to come on, but uh, he didn't come on last week. And he's got a lot to say. So I'll give people a couple of more minutes to uh, go ahead and... Uh, get on the uh, phone lines and and call in 818-921-4976 if you're listening live and uh, we can talk a little bit about the recent news of the last week uh, because uh, there was a lot there I know it's a lot to regurgitate um I put the link to the YouTube video that we played into the conversation piece portion of the show notes, uh, which again will be available on the blog at technology.jaredreimer.net. It's 12.21 broadcasting time here on 98.6 The Mix, KKMX International. This is the independent channel. We've got two new broadcasters that have joined us here on The Mix. And one of them will be doing, from the looks of it, I haven't looked at the schedule as of late, um, but from the looks of it, the um, schedule will be Sunday evening on Server 2 from 5 to 9. Um, I believe that's Eastern Time, but I'm not... I'm not exactly sure what the schedule is yet. I want to. Um, I was told to put uh, these applications in. One of them, actually, I know of, of the two recent new applications. 
So if you want to check out what's going on on The Mix and see if there's any updates to any of your favorite shows, go on over to our website at 986themix.com slash schedule. Well, I've got my drinks up here and and uh, everything. So I'm good to go. It has been one one strange year, and uh, I guess we'll have to wait and see what September brings in regards to Patch Tuesday, um, which will be in two weeks, and uh, I'll try and get those articles available for that Wednesday's show. It's definitely going to get interesting if we have another 100... 20 plus uh, or 100 plus patches this month well hearing that we are not receiving any phone calls um, let's go ahead and uh, get into one of the biggest segments that we've ever had here on the security box Michael in Tennessee now, and uh, it's going to be a 55-minute segment. I'm not taking live calls during the segment, however, so calls will have to be made afterward I'm Jared Reimer this is the security box here comes Michael in Tennessee Podcast number eight. This is Jared Reimer, and on LiveWire with me right now is Michael from Tennessee. Michael, you said you had quite a bit, and you decided that you wanted to tape, so you may call in in regards to other topics that have that may have come up. Uh, you're welcome to always do so, but you wanted to pre-tape a segment, so. Uh, what do you have in mind, and what security problems are there? Uh, I've lost count of how many. Um, security? I was um, watching an episode of uh, Security Now with Steve, Gib- Steve Gibson, and oh boy, Microsoft um, mm-hmm. waited two years to... Uh, and I think uh, you're going to go into this a little bit more in a little bit. Um, but uh, Microsoft waited two years to fix a bug that could have put many people at risk. Um, I uh, I haven't had the opportunity to finish that episode, but two years. What was Microsoft thinking, taking so long? 
That was exactly um, my thought. That was exactly my thought when I read the article, and I could get it to you uh, after taping because uh, I sent it over to my email. It was awful. Yeah, yes, it was. I, I'm, you know, fix, I, I'm like, fix it and let people know, that, you know. So, folks, amongst that, I, I believe now that's been fixed. Um, it has. It was fixed in July. But, but there's many, many, many more uh, uh, flaws in Windows. So, folks, anytime you receive Windows update, update your system because um, um, it uh, the number of frauds in Windows is absolutely ridiculous, and it's not going to get any better. It's really not. I don't know why that Microsoft uh, has not been on top of fixing frauds and bugs and things, but they uh, they starting to remind me of Google with Android. That that's a that's a different security problem altogether. But uh, well, that security problem happened from the very beginning. Uh, yeah. Um, but Microsoft Microsoft have been pretty good. I I think they're they are, but. My, my whole problem is why did they choose? I mean, I read this article. I forget where it came from. Maybe it was CyberScoop, um, or was it Krebs? It was one of these one of these guys. And it, you know, it's like why did they? They were even wrote. You know, they waited two years, and we try, We asked them why, and they like dodged the question altogether. They didn't even want to. They didn't even want the publicity of why they waited two years, but Microsoft, <coughs> you uh, are getting the publicity because I am going to ask the question. And, of course, I don't expect you to answer it, but I will publicly ask the question, why did you wait two uh, years to fix a flaw which you knew about and it was actively uh, exploited? Yeah, that's the scary part. It's been used in the and and uh, it took them two years to fix it. Um, and that's that's not the that's not what I would expect from stop button um, Microsoft. Um, and uh, so, like I said, folks, you know, just keep your system as up to date as you possibly can. Because you, you don't know what kind of flaws, and after all, um, you are using an internet-connected device when you use your computer, so you need it as secure as you can. Um, you know, speaking of updates, just the other day, I think it was, my phone finally told me that 13.61 was available for iOS, and I knew it had been around. So their automatic updater sucks. Uh, I agree with you on that. I mean, I knew about it and blogged about it when Apple Vis did. And I said, I will wait for them to give it to me so that I don't bombard the network on everybody going and getting the update. That's why there's an automatic updater. But I just got that thing like two or three 
let's see, today, recording day is uh, Saturday, the 29th. So I think I got it Wednesday the or, or Thursday, uh, the 25th or 6th, uh, or maybe the 27th. One of those days I got it, and I think one morning I just told it, just install this thing, because you'll never be able to update it because I run things at night. I run Nature Space or, you know, something to help me sleep. So, um, you all just update now. And whoever's going to try and call me during the update will just have to wait. Um, and uh, another security piece um, is um, make sure, folks, now, I don't recall what what the uh, why is now, um, but make sure if you use Google Chrome that you have the latest update. Uh, I'm trying to remember what the latest update is now. Mine updated uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, um, so I have the most recent one. It's got a bad why in it too. Um, Oh, it did. Um, so make sure that you update um, the uh, uh, your Google Chrome and uh, and. That, well, speaking uh, of flaws and security things, I talked about this. I think it was last week. What did you think of Joel Sullivan's uh, uh, arrest and and uh, charges that he's been charged with? in the 2016 Uber fiasco. He he got what was coming to him. Because um, you tipped me off and I found the CyberScoop article and blogged about it immediately uh, within a day or two. And uh, I, we did talk about it in passing in news notes. So... Uh, yeah. I, my, my, my thought is... Uh, uh, they, they need to they need to use him as an example and um, and, uh, and lock him up um, he needs to lose his freedom for a little bit maybe that would discourage others from doing the same thing and it, it's I, interesting I, it's interesting you mentioned that because in News Notes, there's a two-part article series on a guy that we've covered on the Tech Podcast. Uh, I would go look up his name right now, but all of that would come through the recording. You'll find out about it during News Notes. But uh, this guy actually got scared to death when he um, found out how much damage he did. And he was... You know, one of, you know, working at these card shops, um, under various aliases and things, um, and they picked him up. And they charged him, and and even during trials, like I didn't realize that I did this much damage. And he now wants to try and get into the cybersecurity world. He's not in any big hurry to do it. I'll talk more about that later. Did you read that two-part article from Krebs this week? No, I, I've i been having some uh, health-related problems, and 
Um, I'm sorry that's, why I, when it, uh, that's why I uh, decided to do, uh, come come on do this recording because I could possibly enough build, build up to uh, being on live. Um, well, when you do read it, it doesn't matter the order. The second part picks up where the first one left off, and there's a recap, so you're not going to miss anything. Uh We'll we'll talk about that more in detail. Um, at least that's my goal. Um, but you should you should read that if nothing else this week. Yeah, I'll I'll, uh, I'll get away on to that. And uh, and um, and I, I know I talked about um, on one episode of the security box here. I talked about uh, the insecurity of. Uh, Android, and uh, I still, um, um, I, I will say that I would strongly recommend. Um, I have a Samsung phone uh, that uh, I've been receiving receiving regular software updates on. It's not active on the carrier, but I've still been getting the over-the-air security updates, um, and I. So I would say, folks, that uh, um, I'm not uh, trying to bash any of the other cell phone manufacturers, um, but I'm, I'm saying that uh, as far as I can tell, um, Samsung, the Samsung updates um, is uh, getting to uh, people in a quicker manner. Now... Just like the Apple updates, the automatic updater that some Samsung phones has is very um, unreliable. So you do have to go in and check for updates manually. Um, now, fortunately for me, I've not had that experience with this phone. And this is an older uh, Samsung phone, but it's still getting... The necessary update, which I'm thankful for it, but I, I uh, still use it on uh, Wi-Fi. So, um, so I, I would uh, strongly recommend uh, if you're looking into getting a new phone, no Android phone, um, if you can, make it a Samsung. I'm not just saying that because Samsung's my choice, but um, just because from what I've been able to witness. Um, with the number of updates I've got in the last two months, um, um, I've got about uh, five updates within the last two months. Um, so I, um, I've seen no new features, so I'm assuming those updates I've received has been security-related. So uh, that's... Um, um, that's uh, that on that. Awesome. What else? Um. Now, we on one on one uh, security box that um, which I missed um, and listened to it later. We talked. Uh, uh, you all talked about the caller ID um, not being useful. Um, I got to say that I am with um, Met, uh, Metro by T-Mobile. 
T-Mobile has really, really, um, I hardly get any um, spam or scam calls anymore. I still get them on the case, case but uh, that's only because they actually, uh, whoever's calling, it's using a number that's been verified as a active phone number. Um, so, so, and, so uh, T-Mobile's using the the uh, what security now? And I looked up once the the whole new shake it and stir protocol. Yeah, I I believe that that is what uh, that uh, T-Mobile's using now. Because I just got a phone number from a, a phone call today, recording day. From a five ten number, and I didn't. Um, it was a, it said Berkeley, but I didn't answer it, and they never left the message. So I assume it was spam. Um, so I still continue to get calls, and even the uh, office called on a different day, and it said plus one eight one eight three four six. It didn't say eight one eight, and I I was suspicious of it. They left the message, and I called back, but. Uh, I, I well, still get um, calls from various numbers around the country, and I don't answer them. Well, um, I um, I don't recall what carrier you with, but uh, AT and T. Uh, um, oh, okay. And I um, did see one call. I talked about this and blogged about it once. It did say spam likely, so they started implementing it. Oh, okay. But um, I only saw it once. Well, well, AT and T, T Mobile's offering it to its customers for free, um, to a certain degree. Uh, I, I think it's completely free with free mobile actually. Um, now I, I am paying, I'm paying two dollars a month to uh, the Metro, but that's, uh, you know, that's prepaid. So. Um, but I think that uh, AT&T has a small monthly charge of uh, 2 to $5 for it. And quite honestly, I, I don't agree. Um, I don't believe the phone companies should charge hard for such thing. Um, but that's just my opinion. Um, that should be their goal is to... to Make their customers, um, you know, have a peaceful experience with it, with it. And, you know, so I don't agree with AT&T and t charging. Even if it's just $2, um, I don't even agree with the Metro charging for it. But, uh, but to stop the cars, I'm paying for it. And I guess that's what, uh, that, that's what they're counting on. If Peter, Peter dislike those cars so much, they'll pay you. Stop them. Yeah, well, I don't want to pay for a protocol. I'm not even going to tell my payee to pay for that protocol. That's a protocol that should be implemented. Um, it works. You know, it's been the, the technology was talked about. It works. I don't see what the problem is. Just give it. I agree. I agree. You know, if I paid, if I charged, okay, so if you bought a domain through me, 
I said, well, it comes with email, but I'm going to charge you for it. If I find you have an email, I'm going to start charging you. I mean, what um, kind of crap is that? Well, I, I, I you, but I was getting so many of them phone calls that uh, I I chose to to pay for it. Um, but each, each, that's why there's choices. Um, everybody's going to make the choice that works best for them. Mm-hmm. And I um, and I I agree with you. It it should be included in the service. Um, I, I mean, mean, how the hell do you mobile. charge for a freaking protocol? I, I don't know. I don't know, but uh, I know on the T-Mobile side of things, if I was with T-Mobile, it'd be free. Um, so if they can make it free on the T-Mobile side, and since Metro is owned by T-Mobile, why can they not do the same thing? Um, I mean, they're already charging us an arm and a leg. I mean... It's $25 a line. They want you to buy four lines for 100 bucks. You're going to buy four lines for 100 bucks? You might as well give it. If you're paying for one line and it's, and if you pay for one line, they charge you 100 bucks for it? Or 60 bucks or 70 bucks? Give it up. Especially if we're paying for data too. Yeah, um, uh, it's all about the almighty dollar. That's all it's ever about. I know. Um, but, uh, and, uh, so, uh, I, um, I know it works. I just wish that they didn't charge a monthly fee for it. I'm not disagreeing um, with you. Um, um, and uh so and I, I I just think that uh and uh and I I I also um the security piece uh, I had talked about the insecurity of the internet that the uh apartment building that I um, live at uh, is providing. Um, I've not done this yet, but uh, I do uh, plan on um, to protect myself. Um, I do plan on, on buying me a um, buy my own router because you know they, they don't exactly have to be out in the parking lot. It could be somebody visiting another um, another tent, um, and um, and they could be lo- logging on to you know and spying on me. I mean, you know, I mean, as you told me, my banking information's safe, so I'm not concerned about that. Um, but you know, I, I don't want my devices. That's connected to the Wi-Fi to uh, 
to be um, 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 to be put at risk. Um, I just I I don't trust people nowadays. You you can't with all the all the evil that out there in the world today. Just you, you can't be too safe. Um, and uh, and we were having this discussion uh, several days ago in conference and. Indiana said it honestly doesn't matter. What's to counteract that? Well, I um I don't I don't particularly agree with him on that because you know because they would if 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 they can't log in um to the router that I'm using even if they log down onto the main router um, offered by Comcast, they can't get at me through my router. Uh, if they can, it's not. They would have to spend a lot more, more time to show. Um, but uh, Michael said that he. Um, doesn't see that being, um, you know, being a any more safer than than uh, be me being connected to what I'm connected to now. So, um, what's your uh, what's your uh, input on that? Um, well, I, I think. You know, the longer the password, the better. Not something you know. I would have never put it as a, um, as an apartment number. I know why they've done it, but I would have never, I would have never had it configured that way. Um, Neither would I. But what I don't understand. They, they they wanted to make it to where people um, could uh, like if I moved out of the place, you know, they didn't want to have to have to get the uh, Wi-Fi stuff. But but you know that I it what I don't understand is. On the side of the modem is some some generic stuff that always comes with our modem, nice and long and safe. No one could, you know, uh, guess it without seeing what's on the side um, of the modem. So I I just. Um, I'll, I'll even if it's not a hundred percent protection, it has to for me to have my own router. I I have to say that it's a little bit more protection than what I have now. That's how I'm looking at it. Well, as far as I'm concerned, you don't have any protection. I mean. 
I told you, I could probably sit outside your parking lot and try and connect to anything around there. It doesn't have to be you on the fourth floor. Wow. But, I mean, if I had my own router, they could... But what I'm... What I'm... What I'm trying to be clear for the listeners on is if I had my own router, how much more protection would that be for me than what I have now? Would it would it be worth spending the money as expensive as routers are now nowadays? Oh, I think um, so. I think so. Yeah, I uh, I. I've I've done some press taking on routers and they 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 ain't as cheap as they used to be, but they are more secure than what they used to be too. So you you're paying for the security aspect of them. Um, and uh, I got to make sure that I get one that gets updated regularly. That's something important too. Um, it's getting a router that receives regular security updates. There I go again, folks, preaching the security. <laughs> Except um, that the routers don't get security updates. We know that. We know they don't. Well, some of them does, don't they? I don't know of any. I even asked the, the guy that came to give me this one. I said, yeah, what do I do to make sure that you know, my stuff is up to date. He said, you know, it does it automatically. I said, really? Because I've never known any of my stuff to do that. I am... Um, I remember... I, I don't remember what company it was. Whether it was Comcast when I had Comcast in my name or whether it was AT&T. But I was having problems with my um, internet, and they decided to uh, to check the um, the software in the modem to see if it was up to date. Um, so I know that the ISPs is keeping their stuff up to date, um, or at least Comcast is. I can't speak for the other ISPs um and uh but uh um um excuse me but uh I uh think that um I may uh I may have some more security stuff for y'all um, um, when I, I'm, I've been way behind on stuff and, and, uh, I'm still getting caught up. Yeah, me too. Um, there's so, me there's too. so much, there's so much stuff out there, folks. Uh, we can't keep up with it all. Even if we wasn't behind, uh, there's just so much going on out there. Oh, what about the election? Yeah, I covered that. I I I covered that last week. And uh, oh yeah, you did. 
I did, and um, it's not looking good. It never really looked good. I covered the election stuff on the tech podcast years ago when it was talked about. Yeah. And, and I, um, uh, we do know 2016 was tampered with. Oh, well. Yeah. They're already starting this year. They've already started. So we know that, too. So... Our votes don't matter. I've said that time and time again, and it's been proven, and it will never change. Yeah, and and uh, and now that it can be tampered with, you know. Yeah. Give me and a reason I, to vote. Yeah, I think that um, I heard. Away at something that the uh, you know I'm thinking I may have sent you a article about it um, about a leader in the government security agency that uh, um, that uh, uh, left his job. Uh, I saw that, um, and uh, and he was the best there ever was. He was always asking questions. Yep. And and you know, you just need to. I I I, I don't want the government to talk about us keeping ourselves secure if they can't do the same thing to all I their said the same. I said the same thing. Um, in fact, I get you know notices from CISA and you know, I'm on their email list and I read them like you all can't keep yourselves secure. So, I mean, your, your advice is sound but I wrote that up in a blog once. I think. And, uh... I'm sure I did. Uh, I'm thinking you did, too. Um, and, and it doesn't uh, make sense. Why are we getting alerts like this from the government? The government can't, can't do basic stuff. And, uh... And it... It, 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 it's sad, um, and uh, then then all the health systems. Then there's COVID nineteen that's been attacked by uh, um, you know um, with I don't know, sorry folks I lost my train of thought. Um, well, they've been attacked by the actors that said, We're, we promise not to touch you uh, while you deal with this. And then they turn around and do it anyway. And I wrote then, too. I said, how come I don't believe this article? This article says that you know the actors are going to leave us alone so we can fight COVID. And what happened later? They started attacking just as I said they would. You know, the hospitals don't have the necessary funds 
to um, um, push to keep the, secu- the their systems secu- as secure as they need to be. Well, they can't. The they can't. A lot of the software they use is is um, software that's dedicated to what they need to do. It probably isn't updated. They have to use it. The operating system it supports is, you know, is limited. And so they don't have a choice. Well, that too. Um, but I said it. I mean, go search on the blog. You've got a computer. You know, just search COVID and you'll, you'll see it. I said it. You know, you all can't, you know, I don't remember what the article was, but you'll see it. I'm confident of that. Um, I said, I don't believe this article. You know, it would be nice, but I, I, it may be for a little bit, but it won't be for long. And sure enough, um, yeah, I, I just, and the government wants to, and I think this is this is a disaster waiting to happen. The government is wanting to take companies to uh, not encrypt. In- data um, and uh, so for the average user listening to this for the first time uh, talk about encryption yeah uh, it, it's what app the, the, one example of it is um, one of the terrorists that uh where was it in California? Um, uh, San, Santa. That, that, uh, uh, I want to say Santa Ana, but I, now I don't remember what it was. San Bernardino. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Yeah. Um, you know, the, this guy was uh, um, a terrorist, and he he attacked this place and the government went head to head with Apple wouldn't Apple do to decrypt the the data where they could look at this guy's phone but but it's like hey if we do that if we make it back way for y'all to get in um, it won't be you know it's not gonna, you know. Yeah, but but what I'm saying work. is, for the average listener, talk about what is actually going on besides it. You know, having a, a a secure connection, you know, like to a website. You know what what's really going on that the average listener can understand what it means to have their data encrypted. Oh, okay, I understand the question. That's an example. Oh. You you gave the um, example. That was a good example where you know Apple refused to. They ended up being able to decrypt the phone anyway through an Israel company. Um, well, yeah, yeah. Through tools, and, but 
which I thought was wrong. Uh, I agree. So what what it is, folks, is that... Um, so you gave the example, so what is it? Encryption is from... When we talk about encryption of data, it's, um, it's basically scrambling up all your data in your phone, but um, it can not be seen. Um, it, it just be a bunch of letters and numbers. Um, is that a good description? Um, yeah, I, th I think that would be good enough. Letters, numbers, symbols. You know, basically numbers, things that don't mean anything. Mean, and uh, you would have to have the knowledge on how to de decrypt it. And uh, and Apple doesn't have it because each device. Well, each device you put in a password or or a pin. And it encrypts it differently. There's no one uh, way to to do that because it does it based on the on what you give it. Exactly, and and uh, the the government wants to put a stop to it, and I disagree with them. Oh, th but that's been a fight uh, for years now. I think we've been talking about that on the tech podcast for God knows how long. That's uh, I I see that not only as a risk to privacy, but when it's all said and done, I I see that as a security risk as well. Um, because I mean, if nowadays, um, you know, make it as difficult for the bad actors to get at the data, uh, and uh, as you can. And you know, and that leads that leads me to um to another uh, little piece. Um, we we've um we've talked about um um ExpressVPN, and um and I I learned something about ExpressVPN. Um, they encrypt the internet traffic. So. Um, they don't have access to it. It's uh, from I um I read uh, uh actually heard on a podcast that um that it uh, is stood on RAM that uh, is automatically erased after a short period of time. Um, so so um. So really, ExpressVPN, I can't speak for other VPNs, but ExpressVPN um, blocks out. Um, they don't have, they, they just like Apple in the, in the way that they don't have access to any of, um, um, they, they, I say, I just read that I said uh, decrypt, but they encrypt your data. Uh, so, um, I, uh, and no logs, according to Steve. No logs. No, no logs. I, I forget how many independent, uh, um, researchers or whatever that they, they have 
that has uh, looked into ExpressVPN, but um, um, and uh, and also um, um, you Express B Express VPN is the only VPN I'm aware of. There may be others, but uh, it's the only one I'm aware of. The streaming services like Netflix and and others like them um, allows their customers to use. Um, and uh, the main reason that other VPNs is not allowed to, allowed to use is because it affects the speed of connection, cause buffering, and ExpressVPN does not have that side effect. Um, so, um, and that that opens up uh, if you want to watch, um, as long as the streaming service, service allows you to do it, you can change your location and, uh, and, and um, and and watch content from say I could watch something from the UK, for example, um, and uh, and it would be just the same as I would be. It would work just as good here in the US as it would if I was watching it in the UK. So it's um, it's a fast and secure connection, um, and. Uh, and uh, and uh, and that's uh, and uh, oh, Internet Explorer, uh, folks. Um, if you're still using IE, um, support ends. Ah, um, jeez, um, when does it end? Um, I thought it already Sometimes did. I did too, but I heard on a podcast that it's going to end. Uh, um, I forget which podcast now, but I heard that it will end in 2021. It's over um, already. I mean, IE 11's been the last one, and I don't remember there ever being updates for IE for quite a while because LiveWire itself won't work with it. So that tells me enough. Well, it, I it was on one of the Twitch podcasts. I, I know that. I don't remember which one. Mm. Um. Um. And uh, so yeah, I, I'm like, wait a minute! I thought that already ended. It did. Um, I'm positive of that because. If they were providing updates, then LiveWire would work with it. With what LiveWire's changes were. But it doesn't. But, uh... So, what does that tell me? That, well, um... If you use a Windows 7, from what I understand... If you use a Windows 7, IE is not um, being 
um, supported any longer. Well, Windows 7 as a whole has not been supported any longer. Um, but I, I believe, uh, um, if I recall correctly, um, uh, IE is not being supported at all. That's what I thought. Um, and, I mean, I've got 10, um, and Livewire doesn't work with 11. And I, I checked what version it was. It was like 11-something. Hmm. Remember when people were complaining on the help board on Livewire about how um, you know Livewire doesn't work, and we ask them, and they tell us they're using Internet Explorer, and we tell them it doesn't work with IE? Yeah, I remember that now. Huh. That's why, because IE hasn't gotten updated to support TLS 1.2, which is what we're running over here at Livewire. Well, I think, I think uh, what's been said is um, IE was going to completely be uh, gone. Um, it can't happen soon enough. Um, I believe that's what the purpose of the discussion was um, in passing. Um, so can't happen I, I, soon enough. So, and I, you know, I would definitely recommend if you at all, if you are a not a business. Um, you're just the average person. Upgrade to Windows 10 if your machine can take it. And if you possibly can, if Windows is what you depend on, buy a new machine. Um, because, you know, I know some people are still using XP or Vista, which those have been, not been supported for a long time. Oh, um, I am. I'm a little concerned about people. Vista, man. I don't. Yeah, Vista was a disaster. That was. I understand. That was. I could. I tried to support people on Vista, and it was. It was uh, terrible. That thing just. But. Uh, I would, for your, for your safety, I would just recommend upgrading to Windows 10 in whatever manner you can because, you know, you know, you'd again, I go back to the bad actors that's looking for people that's using the old operating system, whether it's computer or phone or, um, they they looking for ways in and uh and it's much as po you know as much personal and and android phone phones as more of a risk than the apple iphones are oh yeah um and uh that's my uh i like my android phone but um, I, um, I I do have some concerns 
about security as far as they are concerned. Um, and um, and uh, so I think that uh, that that's um, how that, uh, as I always like to say, that's how those cookies crumbles. What else? Um, hmm. Well, now I don't think I have anything else. Um, and I uh, think that uh, I uh, covered everything that uh, was on my mind. And, uh, and, oh, one other thing, I think I've talked about this too before, but if you get a phone call stating that it's from the Social Security Administration, hang up on it. Um, um, they, the Social Security Administration will never contact you, um, by phone. They will con contact you by mail. Um, so just, just hang up as quick as you can because it's just somebody looking for money. Well, there's plenty of those around. Uh, definitely. Definitely. And, and uh, they go after... Oh, the sad thing is they go... Um, they go to the old folks that, uh, that don't, you know... That's scared easily, and uh, and and that's that's the bad thing. They um, and uh, they, you know, we there's something called spyware, but you also have scale where where people will uh, just to get money they were calling um, there, there was one thing going around in my local area that um, that some somebody was calling claiming to be from the police department that said if you don't pay this fine um um, we will come and lock you, and uh, and and we 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 all know that uh, if 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 there's a one for you arrest, the um, which has never been the case for me, but um, we all know that if if there's a one, they'll come to 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 your home address, and and you will. You know, they'll take care of the situation. They, you know, once again, that's another situation. They're not contacted by phone. They'll come to your physical address and take well, care of it. Well, how are they going to contact you by phone anyway? It, exactly. Um, so that's, that's what it's called scare. Well, I was talking about that. I was listening to that on on another podcast. Yeah, but that's been around, Michael, for at least twenty years. Oh yeah, the oh oh, the, and yeah, the twenty five years. Um, Scareware yeah. and 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 um, 
in uh, the um, in the uh, yeah. It was stated that that's been around for a number of years. Uh, yeah, nothing new. No. Um. So, but uh, and the social engineering. So it's scareware, social engineering. And, uh, and and just be well, folks. I mean, you know, you, there there's so much going on out there that uh, and you know, your security and safety should be the, the most up. You know, should be the most important thing to you. To keep you um, life safe and your data safe, um, and uh, it's a saying that everything has to be locked down nowadays. But it's just a fact of life. The times we live in is evil, uh-huh. and uh, and we um we don't know um. What's gonna? We don't know what tomorrow is gonna bring. There's always something new. So, uh, so I think that's um, I think that's all I have. Now. All right, wrap it up. And uh, any uh, any uh, uh, contact information, um, you can call or text eight six five two. Three four two nine eight zero, um, and uh, thanks for having me, uh, there, Jared, and uh, everyone, uh, stay safe out there. Ninety-eight point six, the mix, KKMX, and the Independent Channel. I am Jared Reimer. These segments with Michael in Tennessee. The question was asked if. We had a meal and included a salad. You found out later that you had to pay for that. Is that the same thing? I'd be questioning the bill. I've never had that happen. They could have made a mistake. I would question the bill. I don't think... uh, I don't think one has anything to do with the other. I'm sorry to say this, folks, but uh, maybe the 641 number may not be the best because I was just notified within the last half hour that somebody went to use it. And uh, the phone company is charging a penny a minute. It may be, they may be thinking it's part of the uh, ordeal where some of the lines were used for. Um, uh, paying uh, line owners on chat lines but this is a a a voicemail service Um, some carriers may let you call it I've tried it with my phone there was enough my cell phone worked without a problem your mileage will vary if you can't use that number then you're going to have to use whatsapp and use 804-442-6975. WhatsApp's very simple to use. 
there isn't much of any difficulty in using it. A lot of blind people use it. It's simple. Uh, I wish I had a better solution, but I don't. Um, Michael covered a whole lot, so I don't expect a lot of comments in the first go-around, and you'll end up uh, probably listening to it again and wanting to comment on other things uh, during another airing, whether I re-air it on this server or whatnot. It's open forum time. We've covered everything that I wanted to cover today. Uh, so now it's time for open forum. 818-921-4976 live. If you have something you want to say, 641-715-3800. Access code 9696709 or WhatsApp. 804-442-6975 um, You can leave messages in any of those places I have the number available I can access it um, I will try and call the company and find out why um, this is a problem this isn't a uh, uh, we're not paying for it and they're not paying us to use it so There's nothing I can do. But it's open forum now, time now, so if you want to call in, please do so. I've got 40 minutes before I need to leave. I have a, a 2 o'clock phone call. We've covered everything in my lineup. In about two hours and change. Including comments. So you're welcome to call me up, ask questions. We'll do the best we can to answer them. I don't claim to know everything, but you know we can work together to find a solution. Eight one eight nine two one four nine seven six is the. Um, number to call if you want to get on live my phone is sitting further away so I can't reach it so if you're calling my cell phone I'm not gonna get it But I'm hold on. All right, caller, you're on. Go ahead. I was listening to Michael and his ranting, and I want to make sure that I understand this concept the way it should be understood. I'm not trying to say that I'm a you know I don't know nothing, but 
um, he was saying something about supposedly receiving a service that included something else and yet being uh, billed separately for that something else. Um, yeah, it when it should have been included. So it's like ordering food at a restaurant and ordering something that included a salad, but then later getting billed separately for the salad. That's why I said I checked with the I I dispute the bill. Um, I don't remember which portion of that. I don't. Uh, in the very beginning, he in the very beginning because I tried to hunt down numbers to get to you, and uh, that's when I ran into that problem that we discussed. Yeah, this I can't. Yeah, I can't do anything about it. Um. No, no, no. I know. I'm just saying. I'm trying to make sure I understand. That does not make yeah, that, any that, sense that at all whatsoever. That doesn't make any sense to me. I, you know, I, I would be questioning the company, and I would, I would, I would um, say, hey, I thought this was included. <clears throat> You're not supposed to be doing this. Yeah. That that did that doesn't. I mean, that don't make no sense. No. If if it's a separate charge, they should say such and such is separate. Not just surprise bill you for it when you think it's included in what you already pay. That's like... Isn't that like deception? Yeah, I'll have to listen to the file again. I don't remember which portion he was... I would be deceived if I... It, if I uh, heard something like that, and then they come back to me and say, well, no, you gotta pay extra for that. Oh, but it says in there, but that it's included. That's what I'd say. And they, yeah, I mean, I don't know what else to tell you. I mean, that's that's what I would do. I would take it up with the company. Yeah, that's that's the best advice, because I'd never heard of that until you guys talked about it today, but I was like, no, this cannot be this easily understood, like this situation. But apparently I understand it crystal clear. Yeah, there's no, I mean, hopefully he ended up... (laughs) Uh, asking the company about that because that's not I mean if they if it says one thing and they want to do something else I'd be telling them then fix it but for me you're putting it all in one, on you know you're charging me what you say you're going to charge me and I'm not paying any extra yep All right, that's all I had to say because I wanted to make the, sure I understood yeah, it. Yeah, it's you understand it. Um, it's it's a billing problem. It's not a techno technological problem. All righty, enjoy the rest of your forty years. Forty years. <laughs> yeah, forty, 40 years. Forty of, minutes of. of uh, <laughs> Forty minutes of uh, oh, I can't stop laughing. 
40 years. Okay, take you from from newborn to today. Okay, well, uh, yeah. Never mind. Carry on. <laughs> Bye. Bye. All right. What are we going to do? Um, I don't remember which part of the file that was in, but I'd be questioning the entire bill. It just, that, that just, I dispute it. I don't want anything to do with it. Uh. 818-921-4976. We're on open forum now. Or anything is on your mind. Ask any questions next week. Typo squatting. Uh, I'm getting a document in the mail, and uh, I've got an article which I'm going to blog about a little bit later on. We'll have news, notes, commentary, the whole bit. Um, so, typo squatting next week. But now it's open forum, so anything on your mind? Questions about the segment from Michael? Lots to cut, lots still to talk about. Technology.jaredreimer.net. Find anything that we didn't cover that you want to talk about, bring up. It's just a very strange world out there at the moment. And uh, it's only going to, well, I hope it gets better before it gets worse. But right now it seems like it's getting worse with all the bugs. I mean, Microsoft's got problems. They didn't even, uh, they're more irritating than I I like them right now because of their fixing a two-year-old flaw that they just say, oh, go patch, you're fine now. Please. Pa-lease. just jam out then. There's no point in playing music for 30 minutes. So the guy that, uh, let's see if I can find something. Let's make use of the time. 
What is this guy's name? Human Go, a lone teenager in Vietnam. So, he regrets what he did in a two-part article. Selling a bunch of stuff in the underground. He lured Go from Vietnam to Guam where he was later arrested. Matt O'Neill was responsible and now he is uh, head of the uh, what who of the secret service oh god Don't wanna don't wanna mess with the Secret Service. Okay, why am I yawning? I, I've been good all day. Good lord. You ought to check out this two-part series. It was a very interesting two-part article, KrebsOnSecurity.com. It's the second and third articles, there's nothing new yet. I do like Brian's writing though. Go isn't worried about or or in any hurry to get a job. He wants to change his life and, te- and get people to understand that getting into things like what he was doing is the wrong path to take. And he understood that. And uh, so. It was an awesome two-part series. I really enjoyed it. Korea 
I mean, we talked on news notes about North Korea's antics. Apparently, they now want to use China for their bidding. No comments on that. So much. Okay. Never mind. Looks like I've covered everything on this. On these notes. I think I'm gonna call this show good. I don't know what else to cover. We've been through everything. Uh, I was just sort of trying to let people decide if they want to call in. Uh, but uh, I think we're good. Uh, we're just gonna end a little bit early today. Don't forget, next week. We are going to move our day to Tuesday because I have a meeting at 2 and I don't want to be shortchanging anybody. So next Tuesday, 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Station Time, right here on the Independent Channel, it's going to be the Security Box. Where we'll have... Some uh, 
Very interesting stuff. We'll cover typo spotting and uh, that's going to be an interesting one. I do have an article that is mentioned too. But I think it's time to get the hell on out of here. I uh, really enjoyed bringing the show to you. We've covered a lot of stuff today. Did I not say that the box was going to be packed today? I think I did mention that. Let's go ahead and get out of here. I'm Jared Reimer. Thanks, thanks so much for listening and see you all next Tuesday. Till then, stay safe, everybody.
Another one bust the dust. Hey.